0: If, as a man, you want to date up, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The problem is if you are a lazy person who wants to date somebody who would then feed you as a man.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Noisy Streets podcast. This is another segment of the Love Boats. And with us here, we have Ochoa. Um, hi, Ochoa. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've lived in Lagos.
0: Hi, um, like you said, my name is Ochoa. I have lived in Lagos pretty much my entire life. Aside from when I was in uni, A-levels and uni. So I was like out of Lagos for, I think that's like five years. I was out of Lagos for like five years. So, but I've been living in Lagos as an adult for three years, since 2020. Yeah.
1: What has your dating experience in Lagos been like?
0: Hectic. My dating experience in Lagos has actually been very hectic because... There are all sorts of crazy people in Lagos. um, I think it's also been quite like eventful because I've, yeah, I've, I've dated. I think I'm one of the few people, at least in my own life, that has actually like dated, like gone on dates, like, you know, the whole, like actually not just like boyfriend, 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 but like actually meeting people, just like engaging with people, conversations, going on dates, you know, light things. But yeah, I've definitely met one or two crazies.
1: Yeah. If you were to describe your dream days, what would that look like? I think my
0: dream date is something, something that's like unconventional, certainly not like dinner or like nah, like maybe something, something chill, but like fun, something memorable. I like, you know, long drives around Lagos in the night, all those kind of vibes. I mean, romantic. So I like, I like cute things. But yeah, something that, something that I would definitely remember and like, talk about if i if i don't talk about the dates after then
1: it about? wasn't worth it um what has been your best date so far
0: um i don't know actually but i've had good dates i just can't say my best because i think that my best date is probably tied to, like, the person. Not that the date itself was, like... Oh. I think I've had probably had better dates. But I recently went on a really nice date. We went to Downfall and we had wings and shorts and sangria. And then we just, like, drove around for like... Even
1: with the fall crisis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. <laughs> cool. Do you know that that's so crazy? Because <laughs> that date literally ended with us being parked on the road because we were finishing the camp. Wow. Yeah. But it was still my best day because he was, like it was funny
1: yeah
0: right and it was my fault because i shouldn't have been outside my like we (laughs) came back from the days he dropped me off at home and then somehow i convinced him to come back and then because obviously he was he wanted to give me vibes so (laughs) instead of him to say there's no fault in my car he was like let's go yes,
1: let's go so we
0: started (laughs) driving around again for now finished on the car in in the car so
1: oh wow yeah what was your worst date I know this
0: one, very simple. The worst dates I ever had. And I hope whoever this is, watches this video because you're crazy. But yeah, we went on a date to a restaurant in Lagos and he didn't eat, like, <laughs> goodness, I don't suffer. Do you know that there are actually two dates that I tied. First date, I went to a restaurant in Lagos with this man. He asked me on a date and we went to eat, right? And I just got there, and they were like, oh, obviously, what do you want? Like, the waiter came, blah, 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 I ordered what I wanted. Over to you, I said, no, 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 no I'm fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: and I don't know, some people don't mind this, that kind of thing, but, like, that is one of my biggest, like, turnoffs. Ick, yeah. Like, it's such an ache. Like, why would I be sitting there eating, and then you would not be looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> then, he now, um, what's it called? he called? I was not like, oh, like, why are you not eating? He was like, oh, yeah, he had rice. At home. I was, like, I was like, what's going on here, please? Like, and then, yeah, like, when he now wanted to pay at the end of the date, he now brought out cash from his pocket. And it was like, it wasn't even like mints. Because you know if it's mints, you're like, oh, maybe he just operates in cash. It was like ATM money. So I'm like, he budgeted me, which is why he didn't eat. Because he had literally almost the exact amount of money in his pockets that was that required to pay crazy. for my food alone. I was like, why? Like, I, we could have just done something else. We could have gone for drinks. We didn't have to have a whole sit-down. Anyways, yeah, that was my first word, worst date. The second one, and they are tied for worst, is this other guy who's a pilot. I also hope you see this, because you're also crazy. And we went to, do you know what's so crazy? I'm just realizing that we went to the same restaurant. Hmm. Anyways, we went to the same restaurant, and it was the worst date because he just kept on going on and on about how... He doesn't really date Nigerian girls. He's Nigerian, uh, keep in mind. Well, he doesn't really date Nigerian girls because Nigerian girls are not spontaneous enough for <laughs> him. Nigerian girls are just this, are just that. And I was like, sorry, do you know that I'm Nigerian? Like, did I not say that at the beginning? He was like, no, 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 no. You seem different. I was like, I'm oh, not. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm very Nigerian. But yeah, it was just weird because he was so, like, he was obviously a narcissist. Didn't go very far. Yeah.
1: Those are my
0: worst dates in Lagos.
1: Um, How do you think dating has evolved from other generations?
0: Okay, I think dating has evolved significantly. And I don't know if I would say it's in a good or bad way. Just because I feel like it was easier. Um, But it was easier probably for like boomers. Because for them, I don't know that they were doing a lot of dating. I think it was more so just like, you have a friend... And, you know, maybe at some point it's, it's looking like it's time for guys to marry. <laughs> and then it's always like, ah, this is my friend. that This this is my female friend. I don't think it's now that like female friends or like, no, not fem- uh, mostly called mixed gender friendships are so like regular and regular. common now. I think then it was more so like if you have a female friend as a man, that's your, probably going to be your wife, wife. That kind of thing, right? So I think it was easier. I don't know that millennials had it easier. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that millennials had it easier, but I also feel like things, they seem to find themselves a little bit easier than what's going on in our generation. But I don't know. But I, I think that there's definitely some type of shift. I just don't know that I can pinpoint what the shift exactly is from millennials to genesis. Yeah. But I think boomers had it, had it the easiest because like it just wasn't this complicated for them.
1: Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Would you say that social media Mm. might be a cause of this or affect it anyway?
0: Mm. Do you know what's crazy? I think that millennials would probably argue that social media is influencing Gen Z relationships more. But I think... Social media influenced millennial relationships more. Because I think that this whole like Bella Ninja weddings thing was more of a big thing in the millennial era than it is for us. And I do believe that a lot of them started getting married because they just wanted to be on Bella Ninja and because it was just like, ah, we
1: have my, my friends we might as well are. Put we on wanted,
0: because even the like Diola Sego Ashwebi, like that was more of a millennial era thing. And a lot of people wanted to get married because they wanted to be a Diola Sego. A lot of people wanted to get married because they wanted Ubisoft to take their wedding picture. like. It was. I think that they were more so influenced. I think with Gen Zs, we're influenced by social media um, more so. Maybe in our expectations, in our expectations in relationships, like you want something, you want your partner to be Instagrammable. You want your partner partner to do things that are Instagram worthy. You want to be able to have somebody to make t- cute TikToks with, even with like TikTok sounds yeah. now, right? You're like saving certain sounds and waiting, like, oh my god, when I when I <laughs> i use this sound. <laughs> and sometimes you just find yourself like entertaining the wrong person, just because, just because you want to fill in that gap, right? But I think again, back to millennials, I think because they lived far more conformist lifestyles, it was more of a priority to them. To have partners at certain age and certain yes. times than it is for us now. Because now we're kind of like moving, evolving away from like the status quo, I think.
1: Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I was listening to um, the Slum Flowers podcast. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that there's this subtle pressure, especially mm. on women, to kind of show that they are being loved yeah. by people. So it's like... I've noticed that there's this God when, even with that God when mm. mentality as well. So I think it kind of, in a way, ties to that.
0: Yeah, I think there's a there's an unspoken correlation between being loved and being worthy of love. Or being good enough to be loved. Yeah. And so the absence of a partner silently is almost making a statement that like, people worry, I think, that is it. Is it making the statement that I'm not good enough to be loved? Mm-hmm. Because if there are so many men in the world, yes. uh, so many women in the world... And you have friends that have men, and you know, like sadly, as people we compare, we compare ourselves to the next person. We think, finer than this girl now, I'm sparser than this girl, but she has a man. So what's wrong with me? That kind of thing. So, yeah, I
1: think. So more so about you, figuring out your own, like how you love your own self or Mm -hmm. feel that you are worthy without any other person validating that. That could help with that. Definitely, mission. I think that would. Make- um, what do you think that the older generation did right? And what do you think that they did wrong?
0: I think they accepted people for who they were and they were not even remotely focused on perfection.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's something they did right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think now, ah, <laughs> we want perfect people, whether we are willing to accept it or not. Even the idea that a person should be fully healed from their trauma before entering into a relationship or before they are ready to be long-term mm. in a relationship yes. is unrealistic and part of the problem that we are facing. Yeah. I think the older generation, they didn't even... I don't even think that they had the awareness. To that, yeah. yeah, I don't even think it was a conversation. Like, oh, I think they just took people. Like, eh, this is my husband, I love him, but sometimes he gets angry and he brings both to... It's just, it was like, hmm... Everybody get bad character last last yeah. like it wasn't as serious it now. now now and it's second question
1: like second part of the question was what you know what they did wrong what they did
0: wrong i think for the women they stayed too long in situations that they could have run away from or maybe not stayed too long in the first place they shouldn't have been there like i think they they settled they settled to fill in the gaps yeah. they settled to check the box of married woman
1: and also, like you mentioned, that status quo, wanting yes.
0: to fit that in. Yes. Wanting to fit that status quo. I think they I think a lot of people probably married a lot a lot younger than they should have in the older generation. I think with men, they were um what's the word? Operating in that same status quo issue. Like they were very I don't think men fully understood what wives were supposed to be in the older generation, to be honest. I think they their grasp of like or their understanding of a wife was was. Like, almost an elevated version of a PA slash help. I don't think they really understood wives as companions, partners, equals. You know, it was a lot more. The relationship, I think the relationship was weird. It was always very, I don't want to say slave master, but superior subordinates. Yes, even now, I still see that. Oh, even now, 100%. It's just, I think what's happening is from generation to generation, it's trickling down and maybe getting it to be lighter, 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 lighter. But even now, like you see that men, I feel like a lot of men kind of perceive women in that way or perceive partners in that way or even look out for that in potential partners. Can I tell her what to do and she'll listen? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also a very weird conversation because as much as it sounds bad, the reality is men accept love through respect. Like the way women want so many things, I feel like if you respect a man, he interprets that as, oh, she loves me so much. Even if you are doing every other thing, you are sending him affirmations money to do that night, you are cooking for me, da 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 da. -da -da. He was like, oh yeah, she's fond of me. But I think if he feels like his word matters and carries weight in your life, he thinks she's obsessed with me.
1: Do you also (laughs) think that that respect Mm -hmm. is almost do you think it's interpreted in their own minds as control? If I'm able to tell her what to do, she should immediately do it without question.
0: I don't I think that there's some men that know and accept it as control and that's what they desire. Like, I want her to respect me. I want her to I want to be able to have control over her. But they don't necessarily see that it is a bad thing or mm-hmm. see it as a negative thing. Yeah. They think, well, why shouldn't why should I marry I, somebody yes, that I, I can that. can't control? Like why shouldn't I be able to control you? Like why they don't necessarily Understand the negative connotation between trying to control another human being when you are not their God, right? Like, I don't think they get why, I don't think they fully grasp. Even God men. doesn't
1: control humans.
0: Eh? What did you say? I said, even, even God, God doesn't, doesn't control, control I mean, humans. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't feel like they fully grasp why it's a bad thing or why we think it's a bad thing. That's what I think. But I think that there certain men that don't even accept or agree that it's control. I think they definitely look at it as two completely separate things. Like, respect is one thing, control is another thing. And they, they'll tell you, like, you'll find the most controlling man telling you, I don't... I'm not that kind of guy.
1: At Meantime, <laughs> I, it's like... I'm not into control. You're
0: the blueprints. <laughs> I don't want to be controlled, so why would I control you? But that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think dating in Lagos... Mm-hmm. Um, do you think young people, they're dating in Lagos, they struggle with vulnerability with their partners?
0: Definitely... Nobody wants to look like a mug. At the end of the day, that's really what it boils down to.
1: I don't even think
0: vulnerability is the issue. I think vulnerability is the name of the issue. I think the real issue is pride. I think we are all incredibly
1: proud. Maybe egotistic.
0: All, of them. They are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. I think that. But this is where I'll maybe I'll even like step off the millennial next a little bit and say yeah. Gen Z people, we are proud very proud we're yes because i think that there's a level of pride that comes into your life when you start to engage with autonomy i think when you start to take accountability for yourself start to feel yeah. like well i'm i'm my own person da da, da da. like there are just certain things that you're just like i can't tolerate i can't do this but i think that there's a very dangerously thin line between like standards and being proud You can have standards, of course, like everybody should have standards. You should have things that like, I'm not tolerating this. You can't do this to me. You can't treat me this way, blah, 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 which is great. But then I think that at some point it just crosses over into being like very proud. And I think that that's where the issue with vulnerability comes in because nobody wants to be able to sit down with their partner and say, I love you so much that when you do this, it makes me feel this this way. Because you're afraid that in you admitting to somebody that they have that kind of power over you, that kind of influence on your emotions makes you look weaker. Um, it makes you look like you you're the one who cares the most. And if you're the one that who cares the most, then you potentially being, when you break yeah. up, now you ego pay you, you pass. Pain. <laughs> like, so you don't want to look that way, especially as a woman. Because I think for women, like it's even understandable because we are constantly fighting. Like because I feel like we live in a man's world, the men have the upper hand, they are more, should be More women in the world than men. So you always want to kind of like hold your respect and make that person keep you in that high esteem by never giving them the impression that you care too much or that if they left you, your life would be different. But I was saying this to someone the other day. I was like, you know, some guys, like when they break up with you or like a relationship ends, they'll look back and be like, yeah, look at her life now. There's a, there's a difference. But I'm like, and people don't want that or women don't like that. But it's like, why should I be in a relationship with a man that if you left my life, I wouldn't feel the impact? Why were we in that relationship in the first yeah. place? That means you're not bringing anything not, to the table. You had
1: nothing, basically. That means, like, I, but it should, it should be that way, right? I should be able to say that,
0: oh, if I still was with this guy, if this guy was around, things would have gone this way or this would have happened or I would have had somebody to da, 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 da. That, That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I, I hope that answered that question.
1: Do you think um, guys feel it as well? Even though they act like they don't. <sighs>
0: men feel everything that women feel. Men feel everything that women feel. It's just sometimes I even feel sorry for men, even though I try to avoid that kind of emotion. Yeah, I, get you. I feel sorry for them because they feel everything that women feel, and maybe even more. Um, but they have no outlet of expression. Or they don't they don't like the outlets of expression that are available to them. They don't want therapy. They don't want to talk to their girlfriend. They don't want to talk to their boys. The reason why men's spaces don't look like women's spaces in terms of like honest conversations is because nobody wants to talk to anybody inside the whole circle. It's not even as if one person is afraid or one person... It's not even the fear of not being received. It's the fact that none of them want to talk about anything, right? They all share the same mindset. But yeah, I think men feel everything that women feel. I believe that I think they feel it more because... um, there's a lot of pressure on men, especially in our society. There's also pressure on them to be hard, to be strong, to be rocks, to be champions, to be this, to be that. To have it
1: figured out.
0: To have it all figured out. To have it together and to keep moving. I think men sometimes. I think some men don't even have the time to engage with their emotions because it's like I have to.
1: Yes. I, I don't have. You <laughs> know, have some idea. of them.
0: They know how much that like their emotions impact them. They're like, if I stop to think about this, babe. Maybe I won't go to work again for one year. Then I'll be broke. Then I will like find another girlfriend because I don't have money.
1: Would you say that you know, in comparison to like the previous conversation, mm-hmm. would you say that there's something wrong with dating today? And what would you say that, in comparison <coughs> to other generations, we're actually doing right? Right. Yeah. The things we're doing right and things we're doing wrong. wrong. Yes.
0: What are we doing wrong? Um. I think that we take relationships too seriously um <clears throat> i'm always very mind blown when i hear young people talking about domestic violence in their relationships it blows my mind i'm just like i'm 19 my boyfriend is beating me why, why? like i just ah. <laughs> like, i'm just like at 19 no
1: you're supposed to be doing? i,
0: I just I, i'm always so mind blown. i think yeah. we take it too seriously i think young people take relationships too seriously um Obviously, there are people that have certain desires for their life so if you're if you desire I don't know early marriage, things like that, it makes sense why you're taking relationships so seriously. but I think if that's not your dream for yourself and if you're just dating regularly i I feel like we need to be need to be quicker to let let things go. I don't see why a young teenage relationship should ever become toxic. I don't guess it's I don't like let's move on let's keep it moving like yeah, so I think we take relationships too seriously um. I think we take the influence or relevance of sex in relationships way too seriously. Yeah. And I think what are we doing right? I think think we're holding each other to higher standards. As much as I think that, you know, sometimes we go a bit overboard with this, I think it's helpful. I think it's helpful to encourage people to do more, to um, heal, to look within I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. I think you are finding that young people are having more honest conversations in their relationships. They are forcing men to have honest conversations, to show up as better versions of themselves. I think you always find, that, especially when you have like an age gap in relationships where you have like maybe like somebody who's like Gen Z or later Gen Z with like a millennial, mid-millennial kind Mm -hmm. of person. You will find that that millennial man is usually held to a higher standard that he's ever experienced before, and usually pushed to kind of explore new new dimensions of his character that he's probably never been asked to explore before. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, we're 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 making each other better one way or another. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Okay. Do you think that your personality has kind of shielded you from a lot of hurts?
0: Like my own personality, specifically. Yes, your own. Yeah, I think so. Because me, like I'm I'm an avoidant person. Yeah, I'm an avoidant person by nature. So I don't really dwell on things. I'm very like, (laughs) it don't happen, it don't happen. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like that's that's my energy. It is what it is. Um so yeah, I think my 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 personality has definitely shielded me from a lot of hurt, especially because I'm also quite intuitive. I like to think of myself as quite intuitive, so I can kind of tell when something is not going to be beneficial to me in the long run. Um, Mm. Yeah, but I also think that aspects of my personality that have probably pushed me towards hurt as well. So yeah, because I'm very like empathetic, very understanding, understanding girlfriend FC, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, like sometimes I just I think I give people too long of a rope,
1: yeah,
0: and that that usually doesn't end well for me. But yeah, I think on the on the whole, and I me I allow myself to feel things. So if um if it's sadness, if it's anger, feel it, cry decry, cry, clear your eye and move on. Yeah, that's my mentality. Cry, nobody ever died from crying.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. Do you think your religion kind of affects the way you love?
0: Hmm. It's crazy because I thought you were going to say affect the way this, and I knew my answer for that one, but affects mm-hmm. the way you love. Definitely, I think it does. I think I'm a Christian. I try to be as Christ like as possible. And I think it affects the way I love because. As a Christian, you're supposed to be the embodiment of love, and love, as God um, God expresses it or God presents it to us, is very is very ah um, oh God, what's the word? It's very forgiving. It, there's so much space. There's so much allowance, yeah. and it almost requires you. It's it, it invites hurts, if it that does. makes sense. Like you can't love like Christ loved and not be hurt. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's the whole concept of Calvary. He died. It yeah. was loving us brought him pain. Do you understand? So I'm not saying that you must feel pain, but I'm saying that if you love Christ likely, if that's if I can say that, you will most likely experience some level of hurt or pain or dissatisfaction or heartbreak or something because even if it's not heartbreak from the sense of, oh, the relationship scatters or the person is bad, it might literally just be you engaging or experiencing the humanity of another person, and sometimes just someone being human causes you pain. So, that, like in relationships, even good relationships, you will hurt each other. Yeah, that's just normal. So, if you're loving somebody in that kind of way where you're not just saying, "Oh, you have know, done the one I don't like. Let's be going." Like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm out of here. If you're loving someone in that compassionate, committed, forgiving, um, selfless am- kind of way, Salvation. you will have to endure love. I think even in the Corinthians verse, it says, love endures all things. So I think being a Christian, when I'm in a relationship, I definitely, I don't always succeed, but I definitely keep that in the back of my mind and try to love people selflessly and try to love people through their faults and make allowances for them. And I always say this thing, like, sometimes I try to do this thing where I, like, look at people the way I feel like God would look at them. So as a human being, it's easy to look at this person and be like, oh, he's he's uh, narcissistic or he's controlling or da-da-da-da. But I think that when you try and love people the way God does, it allows you to kind of take a step back and see the person beyond the problem and be like, okay, if this person is dealing with this issue, why are they yeah. dealing with that issue? Mm-hmm. I do that like with my therapist, she gave me this task, like my former therapist, she gave me this task and she was like, Write a list of all the people that have hurt you and write down as much about them as you know, about like how they grew up, their family, what they do, what kind of industry do they work in. Like just write down as much as you can remember from your conversations with them and let me know how you feel. And honestly, doing that task was the most eye-opening thing ever because I found the answers to why these people had hurt me in the way that they They had just from writing down what I knew about their lives. It was bizarre. I encourage everybody
1: to try that task. Actually, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That sounds very, 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 very helpful. It's a actually. bit crazy. Because then you, you see beyond even just your own perspective mm-hmm. to understand, okay, this is why you did that. Yeah. Because of this type yeah. of relationship mm-hmm. with your parents. That's why you can do that's yeah. genius.
0: Yeah. It's like selfish people. Selfish people always hurt people. Yeah. And selfish people are usually either only children or grew up in a in an environment that made them live like only children. So you might have somebody that maybe they have multiple siblings, but maybe their siblings are far older than them or far younger than them. So they were really experiencing life in a bubble. They weren't experiencing life really having to consider other people. Yeah. They were just kind of doing their own thing. So, small things like that, you'll be shocked.
1: Mm. Um, How do you think capitalism affects dating and relationships today? Mm. I mean,
0: I think men always complain that capitalism is the reason for all the romantic holidays. They always shooting down anniversaries and valentines and everything i suppose capitalism especially in context of relationships in that sense when it comes to like the holidays and the gift giving and all of these things but i also see how the rat race that is formed by capitalism is a problem in dating and in relationships because people don't have time for each other and i think that the fact that we are all just kind of like set goals, you're trying to break our goals, Mm -hmm. you're trying to make money, you're trying to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It also just makes relationships sit on the back burner. You know, like you see couples that claim that, well, couples that like feel deeply for each other, but like can't commit to one another because of they live in different places. And why do they live in different places? Because this person is chasing this career and this person is chasing that career. Right. Like, and it's like, this is the best country for me to become the most successful person on this da da da, da. And if I now work here, then this place, they will retain me and da 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 and I'll earn so much money yeah. and then I'll become a billionaire. Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you can become a billionaire. That's a possibility. But then you could also have an amazing life with a person that you love and respect and adore and create a life and a family and things that will outlive your money. That's true. So, I don't know. I I don't think a lot of people
1: don't really see it from that perspective. It's very few people that understand this. Because I was having a conversation with someone and we're talking about this belief that you can't have children or you shouldn't have children if you don't have the money. And she said children are not a luxury item. Mm -hmm. It's more so... The people around your environment. Yeah. If you feel like you have the right environment to raise kids, why mm-hmm. not? After all, there's people that have made the money they are chasing while with children. Right. There's people that have lost money while, while with, with children. children. So it's like it's a conundrum where it's we look at it from this one um perspective, but it shouldn't be so. Mm-hmm. So I guess that that I guess capitalism does affect a lot of yeah, things, it does. not just even with dating. I think as well. it does.
0: I think also like for me, I think, I believe that once you reach a certain baseline, in, in different aspects, but especially financially, you can pretty much do anything you want. You just have to figure out how to do it best for your situation. Yeah. Right? Like, obviously, I would never advocate for people who are, like, destitute to be trying to have children and make families and blah, 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 have so many children because it's just, like, continuing a cycle of yes. poverty. But I think that when you are in a place that you are comfortable enough, at the end of the day, it's really just what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. If you if it's important to you, if it's a priority in your life, I think there's always a way around it. Yeah. I think even like you were saying, the environment thing, sometimes all it takes is just utilizing the resources around you.
1: Yeah. And some
0: resources that you have are in people. You may not be able to afford childcare, but, you know, you may have a the relationships, or yeah, or the relationships around you, yeah, that's investing true. in relationships, building in relationships will provide you so much more than money and can in it. certain instances. Yeah.
1: Um, what are your thoughts on hypergamy and how it affects dating?
0: So I just heard the term hypergamy today for the first time. And um, Anifus, can you can you define it again?
1: Okay, hypergamy is when a woman especially, or I think it goes both ways, but when a woman especially wants um, someone who is, or wants a partner who is financially stable or at a more greater advantage, someone mm. who is higher in career <clears throat> in status.
0: Yeah. Um this is a very tricky topic. I say it's tricky because it's very simple for me, but I've heard so many I think this is a conversation that's been on social media a lot lately. Yes. I think so many podcasts and different things and it's it's pretty straightforward to me, but I try to be sensitive to other people's like opinions and thoughts. But um the way I look at it is less what is bad is bad. Poverty is no good. Like, nobody wants to be hungry. Being broke is not a good thing. It's not something to be celebrated. It's not something to be encouraged. It's not something to be attracted. Like, there's just no, there's nothing good to say about being
1: poor. Poor.
0: Right? And I think that a lot of, I can only speak for women because I'm not a man. But again, let me just, before I even continue speaking about it, let me just say, if as a man, you want to date up, There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The problem is if you are a lazy person who wants to date somebody who would then feed you as a man, right? Because me, like, I just feel, I'm very traditional in my own way of thinking. Like, I don't believe that a man should sit at home and be looking. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Shout out to everybody who wants to do that. But that's just not, I don't agree with that. So I don't respect men who want to do absolutely nothing And just like wait for a woman to come and feed them. Right. But if you're a working person, a working man, you have things going for you. And you say, you know what? The way me, I want to build my own family. I'm looking for somebody who is on the same level as me or above me. And I can handle that as a man. Like my pride, my ego. I am good with that. Fantastic. Because the woman that will agree to marry you, I'm not going to marry her at gunpoint. How to? She will know that. Yeah, this man earns less than me. And if she agrees, like everybody should be happy. So that is on the side. Now, women and men, Nigerian men, especially the ones that are broke, want women, want to shame women for wanting to level up and marry up and yeah. not wanting to date them. Whereas there are women who are willing to date, date them. them yes. Women who are probably on their lines. Women who they're probably airing their messages that they could easily date and be happy with. They don't want those women. They are focused on the women that don't want them. Why? I don't understand. I don't understand the mindset behind that. And this idea of shaming women because they want mo- they want money in relationships is so ridiculous to me. And it's also a fallacy because most Nigerian men especially express love through money. Yeah, they do. That's the, that's the easiest way they know how to, I love. It's very few men that would actually want to go above and beyond and think about, you know, writing the letters. Things. The little things. Yes. The easiest way for a Nigerian man to show he loves Spend you was your account number. That's literally the easiest thing for them. So I'm like, why are we pretending as if women are the problem? Okay, even if women stop asking for money, oh yeah. Emotional supports, Crickets. <laughs> Actual crickets. So let's just, let's respect ourselves. You are happy providing money. I'm happy receiving the money. Well, everybody's, everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. There's no problem. I don't think, I, I think that I engage in, what do you call it? Hypergamy. Hypergamy. I'm, I partake in hypergamy. I personally wouldn't date anybody who was not of a certain financial, uh, was financially comfortable or financially stable. I wouldn't date anyone who wasn't financially stable. I, I feel like that's a waste of time. Because me, I know like my own goals in life. I know where I see myself. I know that I want to get married pretty like as a young person. So it's like if I'm dating somebody that's not financially stable now, that means I'll now be doing less weight, less da 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 I always joke with my sisters and say, "Mister, I have a dream. I don't want to date Mister. Have a dream. I want to date a man who's living his dreams,
1: or working towards,
0: or working towards his point. dreams, or in the middle of the dream. Yeah,
1: not someone that's still, not someone in, that's still in the beginning phase no, of. No, no, hmm, no, sir, I want to, to. You have to wake up, sir. My plan is. Ah no no no! You have to wake <laughs> up. You
0: have to wake up. You
1: have to wake up. <laughs> um, yeah. How okay? See, on that basis that we're already talking about traditional. Men. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this um this notion? Because I saw someone throw it out very recently. Traditional men wanting traditional privileges but not having traditional money. Ah. Those types, they kind of I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. That person is a genius.
0: <laughs> that is a Nobel-worthy <laughs> quote. What? Read it again.
1: I said traditional men, men wanting traditional privileges, but them not having traditional money. Good.
0: I agree. I think it's, I think that man is a thief. I think you're a thief. You want to be, a tra- first of all, why are you a traditional man if you don't have don't money? You don't have traditional money. You better wake up. First of all, like I think that, I think evolution comes in one's life through different things. It can be through trauma, through, yeah, yeah through a tragedy, through something. I think poverty or being broke is a good thing to make you evolve, to change your perspective, change the way you think. I don't understand why you don't have money, but you are trying to be somebody's Odogu. How? No.
1: Odogu is Odogu for, for a reason. is Odogu for a reason.
0: Chairman is chairman for a reason. Leader is leader for a reason. Like, if you want to have that kind of um, privilege and that kind of stature in somebody's life, you have to have something to back it up. And mind you, right, you can actually be extremely substantial in a person's life without money right? There's certain people in our lives that they just do so much for us Mm -hmm. or sacrifice so much for us or show up in so many ways for us that we just can't play with them. When you think about even like with friends, you have some friends, they're like, it's not necessarily money, but you're just like, "Ah, this person just doesn't joke with my master. This person is just like anything I need, they show up. I can't, I can't play with you because you're far too valuable to me as a person. But the problem is most men have no clue how to show up in that kind of way. So which is why I think that a lot of men even kind of like stifle themselves mm-hmm. because they're like, they think the only way that they can show up for a woman is through money. Yes, and once they know true. that they can't step up in that capacity, they just feel weak.
1: And then they're like, they want you to come down. Ah, so I can't do any that yeah. thing
0: for you. I don't have money. So uh, then they now instead of trying to find other ways to show up, you now start worrying about, well, yeah, look at her in that Range Rover. What does she <laughs> do? Why is he... The- <laughs>
1: Like, please, yes, like Sit down.
0: Focus <laughs> on your life. Focus <laughs> on your life. Yeah, no, but I, I love that quote. I think it's, I think it's something that we see too much in our society, and I think, I think it's something that men need to really have a conversations, conversation with themselves, about mm-hmm. like why, why are you so focused on? I don't know. I do. Uh, it's weird. It's, it's very weird to me. But I agree with that quote.
1: Uh, how do you think feminism affects modern dating?
0: I don't know. Actually, because would you say
1: it's a bad thing? I've heard people say, "Oh, feminism is a problem."
0: Uh, you see, the problem is, I don't think that I can answer this question well because I don't feel like I fully, I don't think I have all the nuanced details about feminism as a whole in regards to relationships. Because for me, like I like to, I identify as a feminist, right? But I identify as a feminist in its definition, right? So. I believe in the equality of the sexes, in the equality of the genders, but, excuse me, um, I don't know how that would negatively impact a relationship, right? So sometimes when I hear these conversations and men are talking about feminists, and, oh, we say, uh, feminism is the one teaching you people this thing, with me. women are talking about, oh, I don't want to be a stay-at-home wife, or that, like, it's very, I don't know, I think the conversations are very, Myopic to me. I'm very like juvenile. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, I don't know that this is feminism's problem. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, some of the things, that, things that they're talking about, I'm like, I don't know that I agree that this is a problem that feminism has brought about. I yeah. think people are allowed to want what they want. Mm-hmm. And true. they are allowed to not watch what they don't want, right? Like, if I want to be a housewife, like I am free to do that. Like, yeah. nobody is going to come and arrest me. And I don't necessarily think that feminism is really concerned with whether you are washing your husband's clothes or that's not. That's true. I don't really think that that's the issue. I don't think that I don't think that those are the people that feminist movements are really targeting because there are real issues. There are real societies where women are being subverted in the, in a way that is detrimental to their lives. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there are institutional problems. There are women who are working day and night and not getting the money that they deserve. We're talking about that. Nobody's talking about whether I, who is cooking in your yes, house. I, that's, that's a true. personal problem. Like, <laughs> I just, I just feel like sometimes we just, yeah, we don't understand things. And so we just kind of tag them as certain things. But yeah. I don't, I don't feel like me personally, feminism has really impacted the way that I am in a relationship because I think that even if I didn't identify as a feminist I would still have the standards that I have I would still want the things that I want in a relationship I would still require the things that I require in a relationship and yeah like for me the reason why I also don't feel like I can properly answer this question is sometimes I don't I don't necessarily feel like I fit into like the feminist certain feminist like box yeah. because for me like you see I, <laughs> there's this thing that goes around on TikTok this video is like oh um POV you became a rich man instead of marrying a rich man. And I'm just like, why? I don't, that's not, I don't, I, I like. Yeah. that's not something that appeals to me. I don't see that, those videos and think, yes, one day I'm going to work so hard and make so much money and spend my own money and buy my own self. And it still
1: even boils down to that's, like your choice. You decided you yeah. wanted to be the rich man for yourself. If you so. want to
0: be that, great. But I don't, me personally, like, I, I'm happy spending other people's money.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't, even if, even if I became a billionaire, I wouldn't,
1: you still want to, to. spend <laughs> my husband's body. Like
0: I just... So I don't know. That's why, like things like that, I don't feel like they really affect me yeah. specifically. But even I think my my general answer is I don't know that the problems we face in dating are necessarily a
1: feminist a problem. feminist
0: problem. True. Yeah.
1: Um. What are your thoughts on situationships and people normalizing it? Hmm.
0: What are my thoughts on situationships and I don't like situationships. I think somebody always gets their feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. But I also think that sometimes people just need that. Sometimes people just need to be able to just like people and not have, you know, the relationship tag. Because let's actually keep it a buck. Relationships are really hard relationships are a lot of work relationships even in the best relationships there is it's not it's not easy it's not a thing that you can just do with your eyes closed you know it's something that takes a lot of intentionality a lot of thinking a lot of working on yourself a lot of showing up as your best self a lot of accountability like relationships are hard so i think that i understand a person's need to just or like do it the easy way and just like but it never really ends up being the easy yeah, way would you say because situationship will still be had Situationship is too difficult, so I don't know. I don't personally. I don't like situationships, and I think that women women should raise that standard. I don't. I don't. I feel like if a person wants to be with you, they should be able to be with you, right? Vice versa. So it's not even just a woman problem. I think as a man, as a woman, if a person wants to be with you, they should be able to be with you. And I think in most situationships, even the ones that people think are consensual, like hey, "me too," I'm not ready to do relationship. Somebody's lying in that situation yeah, or both true. people are lying one person or both people actually wants a relationship but it's back to the thing we're talking about about vulnerability mm-hmm. none of them want to be able to say actually i would like to be your girlfriend or actually i would like to be your boyfriend i don't want to be your situationship
1: yeah
0: so i don't like them personally or, i don't know what did
1: he say how did ken describe it long-term <laughs> casual <laughs> like
0: no long-term casual non committal girlfriend
1: because at the yeah. end of the day, you still want to do, and even when I hear people speak on situationships, mm. you're basically doing the same thing people in relationships do. It's yeah, like, if yours goes unacknowledged, you have to just take it in and just take mm-hmm. it like that. It's just so much like you can't you, complain so much about. Complain. Oh, I didn't like that. You don't appreciate me because right because you're like, you. oh,
0: you're not my man. <laughs> so <laughs> or when you have feels... exes that are not really your exes, like, exactly, that's so it's weird. like.
1: Hmm. But I think like like why can't
0: we just be friends? Yeah. But the problem is, this is why I said at the beginning, like when you asked about the problems we have in this generation with dating is the over-hyper-importance of sex. If you remove sexual, sexual activity, it's just a friendship.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It's literally just that. If you remove sexual activity, it's a friendship. We go out, we hang out, no, we talk on the phone, da, da 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 It's a friendship. And then you can do that as long as it's com- convenient for both people. So when, when one person is like, okay, you know i want us to be more than friends then you know that you're going into a dating relationship right and then you can figure out the logistics of that on your own time but yeah i don't like situationships.
1: what have you learned from your from all your dating experiences so far
0: um what have i learned from i think probably that relationships are a mirror Um, relationships are a mirror and they're going to show you everything that is bad about you so it is best to really work on yourself really work on yourself before you actually um, get involved with someone as much as I don't believe in perfection as a person I think it's wise to be aware Um, another thing that I've learned from dating is self-awareness no emotional awareness right right self-awareness is not the same thing as emotional intelligence keep going right like sometimes you will hear a man say yeah i'm really like i'm really i'm emotionally something like i'm not really good with my emotions but i'm but i'm i'm very emotionally intelligent because i know that that's not what emotional intelligence is right like i think we mix that up a lot and i think that women get deceived by that so then when they start to date the person they say that they're actually emotionally unavailable you're confused because you're like oh well in the beginning he was very honest with me and said you know I really struggle with my emotions yeah. but I'm gonna work on it and so you're like yeah he's so emotionally intelligent that's not emotional intelligence that's just self-awareness but self-awareness without a plan an action plan or a willingness to change is meaningless it's absolutely it does nothing for you it, that can't that can't help anybody in a relationship right so like you have to be self-aware and then want to actually have a plan of attack for how mm-hmm. you're gonna Actually sort that. Yes. Issues. Yeah, I think those are, I probably learned more about those are things I can remember right now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What have you learned from all your dating experiences so far?
0: I think I've learned that relationships are a mirror. And, well, my dating experiences, yeah, relationships are a mirror. And they're going to show you everything, everything that's wrong with you, everything that you do wrong, all your toxic traits, all your bad character. You're going to find that. So it's important that like you're actually working on yourself in your single season and enjoying that. And even while you're dating, like you're constantly just like bettering yourself as a person, not because of anyone, but because of yourself. Um, And I've also learned that accountability is so important and not just like holding other people accountable, but holding yourself accountable and making sure that like you are at the standard that you're holding people to. Yeah. Right. And I think I've also learned how important it is to communicate. I feel like there's nothing a conversation can fix. And I think recently I just learned that Silence is not protest, it's acceptance. So yeah, that's what I've
1: learned. Hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Silence is not protest.
0: Well, I think that I for me, and I'm sure that there'll be other women like me, for the longest time I used to think that like when you're silent, like when somebody does something to you and you don't talk about it or you're just like you know something happens and you're silent. It's like some, I used to feel like or think that I was making a statement with my silence. Like, I don't accept this. I don't, I reject this behavior because I'm being silent. But I realized that like when you are silent, you are not making any statements at all. You're just saying, yeah, it's cool. Keep doing it. Nothing will happen. Mm -hmm. Right? Like if you don't actually care enough about yourself and respect yourself enough to articulate what you want and what you don't want, nothing is going to change. If you're not able to be like, no, I'm unhappy with this this is not the kind of behavior that I recognize or accept or will tolerate in my life, then you're not making a statement by just, like, being silent.
1: Um, What advice would you give a person on dating in Lagos?
0: Mm, Advice on dating in Lagos? Have fun. Have fun. I think... It's very important that, like, you enjoy dating. I feel like if you look at yourself or look at your life or take stock and you realize that, like, you are more stressed out than having fun, then you probably just need to enter into one of those, like, wilderness seasons where it's just you, yourself, and your Bible.
1: Yeah, have fun. Well, uh tell us about your handles and how we can get in touch with
0: you. Okay, fantastic. On Instagram, my name is Ochoa with two U's, two A's and an underscore. On TikTok, most importantly, my name is Chu X for you. Um, yeah. So find me on TikTok, Instagram, I think, yeah, that's
1: Well, thank you, Ochoa. It was really grand having you on the show today. Thank you. Um, Guys, do not forget to follow, subscribe. We are available on Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as well. And if you do want to get merch, they are now live on the website, which the link will be put in our description box. Don't be afraid to like get something for yourself and represent Noisy Streets podcast. I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.